Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. Solomon said that there is nothing new under the sun. What has happened will happen again. What is happening has happened before. It's just that we have no knowledge of it. In the gospel that we just heard, if we read it very carefully, we find that, first of all, the people had been without wood for three days. It's not a coincidence. The three days always reminds us of the resurrection. He then feels compassion because they have no nourishment, no food. He asks his disciples about the issue. They have come a great distance. If I send them hungry, they will faint, they will collapse on the way. The disciples have only seven loaves. The Lord took the loaves as well as the fish. He broke the loaves. Did he feed the crowds directly? The answer is no. He gave the loaves to his disciples and they are the ones who distributed to the people. In this way, our Lord establishes the priesthood. This is by sign indicating that we receive grace through others and certainly through those whom the Lord himself has chosen and anointed. God is free, of course, always to give us grace directly, but we have no guarantee that any inspiration that we have comes directly from the Lord. St. John tells us, test the spirits. And so we see in the New Testament, the disciples, the twelve, even though one of them was a traitor, even though ten others would run away, even though the head would deny him, nonetheless, this is the divine order established by Christ himself. We have something similar, as Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. We have something similar long before the time of Moses. Moses had been chosen by God. His brother was the first high priest. And then there was the rebellion of Korah and Dothan. Aren't we all priests? And he led, Korah led the rebellion against Moses. Because we don't like this kind of religion you're given us. And in that case, the earth opened up and Korah and Dothan and their families were all thrown, as scripture says, went down into hell alive. Of course, we can think about this and come to our own conclusion. But I am of the opinion that we take scripture at face value. Here again we have, in the first reading from the book of Kings, Jeroboam. 
Jeroboam had been given the kingdom of Israel. This, the, the United Kingdom was now divided. So you have Judah in the south, Israel in the north. The ten tribes, eleven, but in effect, had gone with Jeroboam in the north in Israel. Because of God's compassion as promised to David, he left Rehoboam, Solomon's son, one tribe, the tribe of Judah. Jeroboam had God's word. The prophet had spoken to him. I will give you the, the tribes of Israel. But Jeroboam is not a particularly spiritual man. We know this. He thought to himself, he had, don't forget, God had chosen him, God had given him promise, God had required of him fidelity, as he does for all of us. But Jeroboam, like Ahaz long, uh, in, um, afterwards, would say, I don't want this religion that determines politics. He thought to himself, as things are, the kingdom will revert to the house of David if this people continues to go up to the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem to offer sacrifices. The people's heart will turn back again to their Lord, Rehoboam, the king of Judah, and they'll put me to death. So, here's a problem. In, it's going to be a problem that's going to afflict the church even from its beginning. Is the church, Christ founded, autonomous and above every human institution? Or is it merely a department of the state? And this was the problem right through the centuries with the conflict of the emperors and the kings. Eventually, at 500 years ago, Henry VIII made the church a department of the state. It became the Anglican Church. And similarly, in Germany, the church, after, led by Luther, became a department of the state, the Lutheran Church. And today, we have the church in China. There's the underground church. Catholics who have been, been persecuted from the time the communists took power, before that as well, but particularly when the communists took power in 49. The communists set up a Catholic church, which they call the Patriotic Church. It has all of the trimmings of the Catholic Church, except, of course, they do not look to Rome for the head. But the underground church remained faithful to Rome suffering, martyrs, blood martyrs, long imprisonments. Cardinal Zen himself was in prison. Cardinal Zen is now retired in, in um, Hong Kong. We had the Vatican today willing to recognize the patriotic church with its illegitimate bishops and ordering the Catholics who have been persecuted to join the patriotic church so that we'll have a Catholic state church. This is the kind of politics that 
from the beginning, from the time of Moses, it still continues. And I suppose will continue until the Lord returns. So the king thinks to himself, how can I resolve this problem? He thought it over and made two golden calves. Remember the calves of Moses? Because Jeroboam had spent some time in Egypt. And he said to the people, you've been going to Jerusalem long enough. Here are your gods, Israel. These brought you out of the land of Egypt. What? Isn't those, aren't those the words Aaron used? And when Moses challenged him, he says, Oh, the people asked me to make them gods. And I took the gold and I threw it in the fire and the calf came out. Well, if the calf came out from throwing the gold in the fire, I wouldn't be anywhere around it. But that's what Aaron said. He said, these are your gods, O Israel. And he set up one in Bethel, in the tabernacle in Bethel, Bethel Tabernacle. And the people went in procession all the way to Dan in front of the other. So in the north as well as in the south of the country, the two extremes, he set up these two temples so that people would not go to Jerusalem. What is happening to us today? Because of these tabernacles set up all over the country, Catholics, why should we go all the way to the cathedral? Why should we walk all the way to life? Why should we do it when there's a church here? We all worship the same God. Anyway, there's nothing new under the sun. So he set up temples in the high places and appointed priests from ordinary families. God had chosen who would be priests, the sons of Levi. Jehoboam knows that the priests will turn their heart towards this David. So he can't trust the priests. Therefore, he expels them. Go down to Judah. Go, go, and, go and serve David. But I will have my own priests who will do what I want because we're going to have a state church. So he chose he appointed priests from ordinary families who were not of the sons of Levi. He also instituted feasts in the eighth month, on the 15th of the month, like the feasts that was kept in Judah. And he went up to the altar. So, there's another violation. Because God had appointed the seventh month as a month of feasts. What happened at... Well, Vatican II, 50, 60 years ago. When the modernists took over, we have a calendar, the traditional calendar, going all the way back, St. Gregory, beyond that, 1,500 years, 1,600 years, going back, the one calendar. When they decided to change the Mass, they thought, well, if we keep the same calendar, the people will go back. So we'll have a new calendar. And so we have the new calendar and the old calendar, and they don't mesh, they don't match. So that it makes it difficult for us to go back. And interestingly, some of the feasts just move one day on either side. St. Hilary, for instance, 
is just moved from the 13th to the 14th. One day. But the point is, it makes the calendar difficult to follow. And so Jeroboam does this, had done the same thing long before. The people have to go up in September, in the seventh month to worship. Okay, we'll make that the eighth month. Jehoboam also went up to the altar himself. So the head of state is now the head of the religion. And that's how he behaved at Bethel, sacrificing to the calves he had made. And at Bethel, he put the priests of the high place he had established. There's a sequel to this, which is missing. A prophet, a holy man came up from Judah and said to the king, what you're doing is wrong. And God will punish you. And the king raised his hand against the man and it froze, he was paralyzed. And Jeroboam said, ask your God to pity me and to heal me. And the holy man prayed and the king's hand was restored. We see here, ask your God. Not ask my God, but ask your God. Because so it in indicates the malice with which Jeroboam was acting. The man, he then asked the holy man to come and have a meal with him. And the holy man said, no, I have been instructed by God to eat nothing and to drink nothing and to go back by a different way. Remember the wise men? Go back by a different way. And on the way, a prophet from Israel heard about it and he called. He went and he found the holy man and said to him, come and eat at me. And the holy man said, no, the Lord has instructed me not to eat or drink anything. So the prophet said to him, but Lord spoke to, I'm a prophet also, and Lord spoke to me and said, no, you can now eat. And he deceived him, and the holy man ate and drank. And the voice of the Lord spoke to him, because you have disobeyed, you will not be buried with your ancestors. Notice the ancestors. And the holy man recognized he had been deceived. And he left. He took a donkey and he went off. And on the way, a lion attacked him and killed him. Some travelers came along. It's a very interesting story. Read it. Some travelers came along. And they saw the dead man there. The donkey standing next to him and the lion standing guard. The lion did not eat the dead man, nor did it eat the donkey. God was showing how serious he expects his people to take his word. And so the dead man is, t is now taken by the prophet who realizes he's done something wrong and buried in his prophet's sepulcher. And he said to his sons, when I die, make sure you put my bones in the same tomb as this prophet. And I'll leave you to read the rest of what happens. Jeroboam did not give up his wicked ways after this incident, but went on appointing priests for the high places from the common people.
isn't this what has happened from 500 years ago? Martin Luther began his revolution because the priests were corrupt. The Pope is corrupt. In fact, he said the Pope is the Antichrist. He said the even worse things about the church. He said that when I, Dr. Martin Luther, speak, it is Christ who speaks. Anyway, he set up his own religion, which became a state religion. When the, and he was agitating um, the people. And when the peasants rose up in rebellion, he said to the king, well, to the um, landgrave, he says, kill them, hang them, burn them. That was his solution to the problem of rebellion by the people, not because of papal corruption or church corruption or priest corruption, but because the people took his teaching at heart. We are all free. We have no oblig obligation to the law. And then when his co-revolutionaries, Calvin and Tsung Lee and so on, started to have their own theories, he said that they also should be burnt and hanged, killed. It's only history, nothing new under the sun. But of course, in all of, you'll never hear this. What you hear about is the Inquisition. The end result is that these common people who are appointed by <coughs> Jeroboam went on to form their own religion, just as happened with Martin Luther. And so anyone can take up the Bible. I'm inspired by God. The Holy Spirit is telling me this and establish their own church. And because of their eloquence and their cunning, the, pre, the prophet who told the holy man, I'm a prophet also. God spoke to me and says, you can eat now. Yes, they come and they tell us new things in the Bible. Have you forgotten um, the, 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 the three Americans, two Americans who came here three years ago? Otitsu's thing of one and Pirelli, I think. He came, he came with his husband to tell us about the scriptures and how God had what we read in the scriptures. This is read what God meant. He came with his husband. And he was a preacher. So then Jeroboam consecrates priests for the high places, anyone who wished to be. In other words, that money. Such conduct made the house of Jeroboam a sinful house and caused its ruin and extinction from the face of the earth. Some 40 years later, when Amri led the rebellion, he killed the whole family of Jeroboam. And the situation in Israel would get worse and worse until the Assyrians came and destroyed them, taking the 10 tribes into captivity. They were the lost tribes. The two that remained faithful to the house of David, remained faithful, more or less. They, 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 it was a, a horrible time for them as well. Rebellion, rebellion, rebellion. But God's promise to David remained. Because of David, God allowed them to survive until the coming of Christ. And our Lord has said the same thing. There's nothing new in the sun. The gates of hell will not prevail. He didn't say that the Catholic Church, his church, will remain in every place. No. England was once Catholic. 
Germany was once Catholic, Sweden and Holland and Norway and Denmark, all of that was always Catholic. Egypt was once Catholic. No, their infidelity led them astray. But the Church of Christ, even though, as Pope Benedict said, even though it's a small flock, a tiny remnant, it will remain because God's promise cannot fail. There's nothing new under the sun, but God's word is forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today.